0: Hi, this is Steve Bissett. I'm the guy that used to draw Swamp Thing for DC Comics. You know, now that all the drive-in theaters have been torn down, there's only two things to do on Saturday. Either stay in bed or listen to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And on the best of all Saturdays, you can do both. Tune in. Sci-Fi Saturday. (laughs) Tell your people to surrender now, and avoid war.
1: Don't think you get me so easily!
0: It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up.
2: Sci-Fi Saturday Night.
0: It's TalkCast 138 here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, and it's our annual, oh my God, con season is over. (laughs) And boy, can we feel it. Deep in Area 51, sitting in my jacuzzi, sipping on a Labrador Retriever special, which is a vodka and dog. I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are some of the usual suspects. Kriana is not with us tonight, so in the Revere Time Vortex, gently touching the soundboard <laughs> from her stacks of her personal silent zone in the Dank Dungeon reading room, it's uh, soundboard vixen for the day, Zombrarian.
3: That was so hard.
0: <laughs> Kriana <laughs> has terrible
3: handwriting, and we should all make fun of her when
0: she gets home. <laughs>
3: Because I could not read my list of instructions.
0: Assuming that the recording is working, we're in good shape. From the four color vault of comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, flesh eating penciler, Illustrator X.
2: Ooh. And fun trivia fact I was the yardbird on the left.
0: And his lovely ingenue shuffling away into our hearts, the dead redhead.
1: And Barnabas the undead kitty's with us tonight.
0: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> joining us is one of the featured artists from boston comic-con and kane who'll be with us for the entire hour because she wasn't smart enough to have actually listened to the show <laughs> beforehand and now she's going to pay for it and Anne and Anne, welcome to the show <laughs> thank you so much guys <laughs> <laughs>
4: we'll See, be gentle Ann. this is oh this no is no what- i don't want you guys to be good just have fun and i'm gonna be all like what's up
0: yeah, well, All pretty right. much that's All kind right. of what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anne Ann wasn't bright enough to have listened to the show beforehand, so now she doesn't have a clue what she's actually in for. Okay. <laughs>
4: I'm coming into it expecting nothing but a good time, guys.
0: Well, hopefully you have something to drink, because the rest of us do already. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start off the show uh, with a couple of, of breaking news items. Not the least of which is something that came to our attention earlier this afternoon. Sci-Fi Saturday Night was named Podcast of the Month by a group called the Guardians of the Genre, Woo! which is a uh, a blog somewhere in the Ethernet. Uh, I, I just want to read their mission statement. We, the guardians of the genre, do vow to abstain from all that is mundane and revel in and glorify all the many wonders that come with the acceptance of the great and good genres, science fiction, fantasy, and horror.
1: Sounds like Friends of Ours.
0: Well, evidently they are. Um,
1: They like (laughs) the cool shit we like. That's Um, right.
0: There you go. They called us sometimes irreverent and oftentimes explicit. Yes!
3: Well, yeah. Guys. We win. <laughs> we win
0: at once. They also referred to us as a stream of consciousness podcast. I w- I would think we are more a puddle of consciousness, but I'll go back.
3: Some of us more than others.
0: <laughs> From time to time all of us. But uh yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And uh, drop us a line sometime, and uh, we'll drop something on you. Ah,
1: like a piano
0: <laughs> <laughs> or
1: an anvil across, right? What? What is
0: this? <laughs> this is Acme Anvil Company. We're going to drop yeah. a- on them. Yeah, good. I suppose.
4: You only have to be worried if you're a coyote. Don't worry. There we go. If you're a roadrunner or anybody else, you'll be totally fine.
0: So anyhow, thank you, Guardians of the Genre. There was a very nice article, and we very much appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we just said something nice about you. Don't count on that ever happening again, but we'll mention you whenever you'd like. Uh, <laughs> last last weekend, after our show on Saturday aired on Saturday night, Sunday we trudged our way to the Armory at uh, at uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, for the Grand Con, and what a lovely relaxed show it was. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. I want to thank all the guys at, at Double Midnight Comics number one because we are the official one of the official podcasts of Granite State Comic Con. Uh but also for the the wonderful treatment that we get when we're there. Uh, I really didn't think the lounge chairs were necessary guys, but but thank yeah. you so much. <laughs>
3: I thought oh, they I, were completely necessary. That was my favorite part of the show. And doc. it was
1: pretty funny. It was pretty funny when Pat actually had three pirates come over and attack ah. X for for saying the
2: wrong show. Last All week. I said was I was really enjoying the Boston Comic Con. Uh, <laughs> and he said I'll be right back. And then next thing you know, there are three Johnny Depp lookalikes <laughs> coming at me. With a these, bad thing. <laughs> you
3: know. Yeah, I can't think of many. Well, maybe Dome would complain, but none of the other cast members would complain if that happened. X happened,
0: <laughs> especially after my kiss revelation. Yeah, that's right. Google.
3: But that's okay. What everyone saying- listening, go to YouTube and search <laughs> Dome <laughs> Kiss Forever. It's possibly the best thing you will ever see the end
0: just just go into our website and in the search yeah. engine type in kiss and it'll come right up on our website
1: Ooh, or that but
0: it's,
1: it's okay they did it to themselves because when i was in trying to get pictures of the costumes during the costume contest brett parker from double midnight started to call the show the the 48 hour film festival accidentally so because he was hosting that as well
0: The <laughs> lord so anyhow, uh GraniteCon was a lovely time. We got to see a whole bunch of old friends. Uh Peter Vinton, who wasn't at Boston but was at GraniteCon, It was so nice to see Peter and Julie Mayers was there and uh Karen Goslin who was on the show last week. Yeah. Uh who who else did uh-huh. I know we're leaving out a bunch of people.
3: Our uh, oh wonderful neighbors.
0: Nicole. Oh yes.
3: And co fellow I... po- and official podcast, uh Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. Is it Two Geeks or is it Geeks 2X?
0: Something like that, yes. It wasn't the Ben and Jerry's podcast. There'll be
3: I... an addendum in the show post.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you can see but it I, But I, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Peter for actually walking up and just saying, I've been drawing this for the last two hours. I donate it to your show. Get whatever you can for it.
0: Yeah, so at some, we are going to be giving away an original drawing, uh, not a print an original drawing.
3: That's right. Of an original uh, character.
0: Of an original character, which From is kind Peter of Peter
3: cool. Vinton, which is huge. So, thank you, Peter.
0: Thank you, Peter, so much for that. I love oh, you. And, and uh, I, I got to meet a, a new writer. Uh, his name is uh, Kurt McDermott. We're going to be featuring him on uh, Fiction Friday in the next couple of weeks or so. And uh, he's in the midst of publishing his first uh, self-published comic, which I got to see part of and looks really, really interesting. So we'll be looking forward to that as well.
3: And we also enjoyed meeting a bunch of Sci-Fi Saturday Night fans. You were all incredibly sweet and it was wonderful to see you. Keep oh, coming okay. to cons to so... visit us because it's extremely nice yeah, yeah. to hear people say, oh yeah, I listen to your show. It's tons of fun. So we, love, we like seeing you guys best of all at cons. Yeah. Except you know, for maybe Joe Hill because he was kind of awesome too. And there will be awesome. an amazing video at some point on the website. That's right. That's right.
0: You know, it's, it's one of the things. We do this podcast and we know that there are a bunch of people that listen to it because we see the downloads. And we see the number of people who hit the website and, and the number of people who hit the, uh, the iTunes account.
1: But we don't track you. We're
0: not government.
1: Not in a creepy way,
3: anyway.
0: We don't know how to track you. If we could, we would, and we'd thank you.
3: If we but... knew how to track you, we'd probably know how to work Skype better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> there we uh, go.
0: You know, it's kind of the thing where we do this kind of in a vacuum because we don't really know, you know how people are, are, are listening to us and what they think. Unless we get like you know feedback on the website, but oh. at conventions it's really cool to have somebody come up and go, "I love that interview with," or "Could you guys really stop swearing so much?" To which we <laughs> were uh,
4: that's you know, part suck. of the charm, guys. Come on, get
0: that's right. get to it, yeah. kids. Because that's what we do. <laughs> you were going to say something, else.
2: Uh, I was just going to say. Um, with all that
0: said. We're on with the news. Have we got some news? No, nah, it's been a slow news week, hasn't
2: it? <laughs> but let's pick stuff up. Okay. <laughs> Are we, our guest next week will be Jules Verne. If
4: space Kittens from Mars landed. Some some
2: hey! Too, baby. <laughs>
0: so, okay. So where do we want to start tonight? Uh, we could start with Zombrarian. Yeah. What do you say, sweetie? You're up.
3: We can start with sure. me. Um. Which thing, what, oh, what? Go ahead, No, yeah, go ahead. You're not Zombrarian. I told I know. you I'm on
1: meds tonight there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she, and by meds, she means she's drinking, but we're fine. No, no,
1: no, it's actually meds, but. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
3: Well, I have exciting news. Um, if you are a fan of Community, you will know that in one of the last episodes of the season, there was a really awesome video game, a little 8-bit looking thing that the characters had to play through and a couple of uh, one community fan whose username on reddit is derferman d-e-r-f-e-r-m-a-n we'll have a link don't worry um he liked it so much that he decided to make it real and playable so um the it's called journey to the center of Hawthorne. Um, (laughs) he's already made some awesome additions to the game including alternate costumes for the characters uh, including uh, Batman Abed and Constable (laughs) Reggie and uh, the Pillow Man so that's cool it's still in beta but the first few levels are downloadable now and you can run around and jump on hippies for a bit (laughs) and um the hawkthorne reddit group is going to have updates on it um and that was it i I think it looks awesome and i'm waiting for Uh, the show to end so that i have enough bandwidth to go download it myself
0: are you going to be playing it i
3: am going to be playing it i hope
0: are you going to be reviewing it
3: for us i could try to do that
0: that would be awesome
3: Batman-Obed
0: well, looks
4: really cute. Isn't it's really, really cute. Yeah, if you yeah. look
3: at the pictures in the um, linked article, it, the Batman-Obed is absolutely adorable. <laughs> I love him.
2: All right. Will this be crossing over with the 8-bit uh, Twin Peaks game that came out a little while ago? There we go.
3: Just very shortly ago, X, I'm sure that if you plug in your Atari...
2: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You're assuming it isn't already
0: plugged in. That's true. Well, he, unfortunately, he has to get it off his tube TV because his Commodore 64 <laughs> is on that. No, 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 no. That's... No
4: shame with tube TV, guys. No shame.
2: <laughs> you got to understand, Dan. Downstairs, it's the 2600. I got a 13-inch TV with rabbit ears. And... <laughs> And oh my God, yeah! Until it just died recently, a nice beanbag to to sit on and play Berserk and Star Master on.
1: We'll get you another beanbag.
2: We need to get me crazy. another beanbag.
0: So send your money to Sci Fi Saturday Night. <laughs> hey, Dead Redhead. Yeah. What do we know? What What do we hear from Robert Kirkman this month?
1: Well, this is very interesting. Apparently, Mr. Kirkman somehow got connected with Hyundai. They asked Hyundai to. <laughs> Uh, Hyundai asked Robert Kirkman to actually come up with a car that he thought would be zombie-proof if he were to come up with a car, which is kind of neat. And he said he, he in the little video that, that we have on the listed, see, I told you I'm on my meds. Um,
0: You're fine. You're fine, sweetie. <laughs>
1: He's talking about uh, what he would like on a car, and he says he's not an engineer, and he doesn't really know anything about cars. In fact, if he was during the zombie apocalypse, he would be running from camp to camp saying, Can I write a comic for anybody? Uh, That's my (laughs) skill. Can I write a comic? So, But I did watch the video, and some of the things he would like to see on his car include a uh, battering ram scoop on the front, which I highly agree with Yeah, you need that. (laughs) To plow through the zombie hordes, you know. Blades on the wheels, so that you can cut them off at the knees. You know, if there's too many ben of them there. Um, See, there I do know classic movies. Exactly. <laughs> Good job! Metal,
4: Good job, Sabrina. Metal plates
1: that would, at a touch of a button, come down over the windows, so that the zombies could not crack through the windows. A gun, a guardrail turret on the sunroof, so that you could put your head up, and the zombies still couldn't attack you, because there'd be this this guardrail around it. Uh, a roomy interior, quote, so if you have to stay in it for a few days. Um, and it needs Wait. to be very maneuverable so Wait. you can get around. And this is a Hyundai Elantra. I was going to say, one he wants.
2: back up, an Elantra,
0: is that roomy? Well
1: It's probably more roomy than the accent. But... Well, let's put it oh, so this
0: way. No, X, X, it's bigger on the inside.
1: Everybody.
0: There is. we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm surprised. Wow. The <laughs> Curtis is made in Korea? Evidently,
1: yes. Hey, hey, I'm happy that it's a Hyundai because I love my Santa Fe, and you know I could probably live in the Santa Fe. It's big enough for a couple days if we absolutely had to.
3: Possible.
2: So Hyundai, if you're listening and, and you, you would want like to sponsor do another
1: video,
3: Saturday night, like we would be more than happy to take. <laughs> we will take your Hyundai. money. I'm surprised they didn't ask if Max Brooks new we'll to a new or be in on this no. designing. Or... Max Brooks, um, he wrote World War Z, which is in That's reshoots right. yeah. now, and I'm so disappointed because I'm aching to see it, but I'm glad it's in reshoots because I think they're going to fix what they were going to do to it. Um, and he also wrote the zombie survival guide that actually, and he's right. the way he thinks about zombie apocalypse is very, very down to details, and it's going to sound weird to say this, but realistic.
0: No, it doesn't sound weird because everybody knows that there is a zombie apocalypse on the rise. It's clear. (laughs) Wait a minute.
2: Wait a minute. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because the CDC just announced this week that they had to say, no, folks, there is no zombie apocalypse happening. (laughs) All oh. these little uh, news items we've heard about people uh, naked. other people's faces. Yeah, so. naked people on off-ramps eating people's faces. Uh. That's just for fun. It's, uh, <laughs> no. it's not fun. for a... the guy whose face
3: <laughs> is
1: getting eaten? It's for drugs.
2: It's certainly fun drugs. for uh, Facebook oh, posters, I'll tell you so that. It's so much
4: fun.
1: <laughs> I have students in my class who do believe the zombie apocalypse has started. I had one trying to convince me of that a couple Wednesdays
0: ago. But... Oh, good lord. So the CDC has actually come out to tell us it doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, so the government actually had us make an announcement saying no, no. no. We're
1: supposed to believe that?
0: Really, really. Because, you know, that's what they would say. Yeah, everybody knows that there are no UFOs in Area 51. There are no alien bodies. And now they're telling us there's no zombie apocalypse. I say prove it. If there's no zombie apocalypse, <laughs> you prove it to me because I'm still pissed off that I live in Area 51. You guys are flying the black helicopters over me day and night, night At and At least they're nice enough not to do it
3: during the show. A... That would cause real That's sound right. problems for us.
0: Yeah, good boy. I suppose. Oh. Okay.
3: We've got conspiracy theorists uh, hey. listening right now who are like, "I knew it was real."
0: As <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should.
1: I love it. I love reading conspiracy well, websites. They're awesome. Sp- so everything you know, is blamed on everything. Right? I, I
2: personally think stop. that that Loki was touching people with his little cane there and zapping him against his will.
4: His stick <laughs> of destiny.
2: There it, you go.
0: Well, that's what they call a it? Now? Is that- <laughs>
4: that's <laughs> code. <laughs>
3: Every fangirl knows that the
0: stick of destiny
3: is code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sweet. laughs>
0: so meanwhile, uh, on Game of Thrones last week, George W. Bush's head was the captain's. No,
3: it wasn't last week. It was <laughs>
1: last know. season.
0: Last season. Yeah, but it was actually in the DVD. And they all looked at it and went, oh, crap.
1: I didn't even notice. They showed it. I'm
3: like, that doesn't look I don't like know. Him. There was a... S- there was a still on the internet, it's and it it the, really does the, look the like time. him with long hair.
2: I, I you know what? Well, then George W. Bush with long hair looks like Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap because. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Do you ever see the two of them together? No.
2: There go. I got, explain no. so no. much. Like? <laughs> Mr. President, the budget stops at ten.
0: But, no, uh, mine gets up to
1: 11.
3: <laughs> oh, that
2: works. Oh, oh we're getting works. political
3: okay, now. We're in now. trouble.
2: Oh so much <laughs> trouble now. He's standing behind him going, I, 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 I need another <laughs> stick.
3: <laughs> I think that whole thing was ridiculous, though, because if they hadn't said something on the DVD extras.
0: Ever. It never would. No one. Known. I don't think anyone would have noticed. No, nope. but I, I think it, I think it's what it's going to do is boost the DVD sales more. Than oh yeah, because now people are going to look for it. Seriously, I mean, you know why else? I mean, literally, how many sex scenes can you add in in the deleted sequences that you're not seeing on HBO already? Um,
3: having okay. read Game Good of point. Thrones a lot, and they're yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. How weird um,
2: are they? Oh no, no, we're not warning. going. When they
4: In-cest When they say they're making a during game
2: of someone's
3: thrones. period <laughs> in a church with a dead body right there. I'm it's not really going to tell crazy. you who, but if you've read any of the books, you probably know. Um
2: and there goes that PG rating. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, do you ever she have a PG she Seriously? just
3: at it. Yeah, I totally just hinted at the incest during someone's period in a church with the dead body of their son right there. It, yeah, it's ten kinds of gross.
4: You think?
0: I read that oh scene my.
3: and I was like, oh! you know, the video, uh, the YouTube video that's big—the face and it's how to get people yeah. not to talk yeah. to you. Um, I was making yeah. that face. I plan on making that <laughs> face if I ever meet George R.R. Martin. He's already already coming
0: face.
1: on the show anyway, right? Oh, yeah, he's... George
0: R.R. Martin? No, yeah, no, J.J. No. He... J. Abrams.
1: He's one of those people that we have... Yeah, he's not coming
2: No, on the George show. Martin
1: <laughs> No, George
3: R.R. Martin and J.J. J. Abrams are the doubleheader show right after next week's Jules Verne show. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
0: So if we were going to have uh, Jose Badia on, uh, who's uh, doing the reboot of RoboCop right now, I would say to him the following. You got Samuel L. Jackson, Gary Oldman, and Abby Cornish from uh, Sucker Punch signed to the movie. But you, you needed another name? So this week they signed Hugh Laurie.
3: Oh. <laughs> Please tell yeah, me.
0: He's
2: mean,
0: no, no, actually, Hugh Laurie is signed as the CEO of Omnicorp. Well, but Hugh Corp.
2: Laurie can
3: r- yeah. ride a motorcycle. <laughs> well, mean, yeah. Wait, wait, you mean OCP? Yeah, you Yes.
0: Mean... Yeah. <laughs>
2: Baby. So... so. I
0: mean that. That's you know, if I really wanted to see this movie, and I'm, I'm not sure that I do. But, I mean, the cast is freaking amazing.
2: I'm sorry. I know Hugh Laurie. I know everyone loves House. I'm sure he's going to be great in RoboCop. He's the prince from Blackadder. Yeah, I know. Some people
0: just can't think of him as anything
2: else. All I can see is him just climbing up that trellis going, Sausage time! (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. because
4: Hugh Laurie is (laughs) amazing. Oh, boy. He is
0: kind
3: of
0: amazing, to be honest with you. and uh, He's a terrific actor i think it's, a, it's a terrific plays. yeah he's he's a this is a good great role for him uh who, who played uh god i can't remember i can see the actor's name but i can't remember who played the uh, omnicorp ceo uh
2: i forget he was in twin peaks too that yes he year. was yeah but i mean you know he was josie's husband um if our listeners would please, uh, you know, oh, post it not to our David page. David
1: Warner. Do you mean David Warner? No,
2: not David no, no, Warner. No no no. no, no, no. The other guy. The, the older guy who was not David Warner in those scenes with Josie in Twin Peaks. <laughs> well, now I have the one <laughs> Who was hey, the head of Australia? You know what?
0: <laughs> A- A- Abby Cornish, I think, will be terrific in that movie, too, as uh, RoboCop's wife. Uh, I'm really... If I was looking forward to this movie, I would actually look forward to it. I am mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not sure that I am, to be honest with you, but I'll only be only because with I you guys, yeah, no, I
4: was
0: going just going to say,
4: I, I feel kind of like, why, why remake such an awesome film as the original Robocop? I mean, come on.
2: Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's such a great movie. Oh,
4: why, why go back and mess with it? It's great as it is. It's come one of those
3: movies that's exactly. really good because it's bad.
4: Yeah. What would we be really back! This is an awesome film, okay? It deserves to win a million Oscars. That's how amazing Robocop was.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yo, I loved it.
4: It was, like, one of those, like, films from my childhood that I still just, like, I think so fondly of it. And I even rewatched it on Netflix a couple of months ago. And I was like, this is just as awesome as when I was five. <laughs> See, and I think of Arnold, and I think of,
3: like, Kindergarten Cop and Mr. Mom. Yeah. And it's just not that same feeling.
0: No, probably isn't.
2: No, I, well, I'll agree with you there. Robocop does not feel like Kindergarten Cop. It definitely does not. Is that the, even the name not.
3: of that movie? I don't know.
2: Kindergarten It's something
3: cop? where Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger goes That's to kindergarten, kindergarten and cop. they it's climb all over. It.
4: It's not the Kuma. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, speaking of retro, I do want to just squeeze this in really fast. That uh, Doctor Who—they announced for the this upcoming season—they're going to be bringing in a lot of the classic monsters from the old school because this is the 50-year reunion, uh, 50-year anniversary of Doctor Who, and they confirmed the uh, classic characters, the Ice Warriors, which.
0: Okay, where were they? Uh, Now, let's get some uh, let's get some context here. So, second and
2: third Doctors.
0: Okay, and they were mentioned in
2: the—they were mentioned in the tenth Doctor episode, "The Waters of Mars."
0: Oh, okay. Yes. Ah. ah. See, as someone so, who who's who, kind of dismisses anything prior to Christopher Eccleston. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> then be fighting words.
0: You better okay. get out
3: your fighting hand.
2: Dome, are you just dis- wait, wait? Dome, are you uh, saying that old school is bad? No, Says the I'm man just... who cheated off of Moses
0: in the grade above him there. No, Look, no, no, no! Oh! Listen, listen! I'm, I'm not saying that at all, young punk. What I am saying is, I don't have quite the appreciation for the previous doctors prior to Christopher Eccleston that you seem to revere. Therefore. I bow to your previous expertise and ask you, what the hell are they?
2: I swore well, they're the natives of the planet Mars. They're green, they're like uh, evil mutated turtle monsters, and uh they uh have claws and they actually now here's a very interesting thing. They are villain a villainous uh race that actually redeem themselves and they become a force for good in in the course of the series. And there's a whole uh, diplomatic storyline in the John Pertwee series, which I won't get into. But I was just like, they weren't just like the Daleks where it's like, we're evil, we're going to kill you. There actually was some depth to the characters.
3: I hope they do that again then. That actually, I'm intrigued now and would like to know more. Can I subscribe to your newsletter?
2: You may subscribe to my newsletter, which is my private email to you, which I, in which I rant about or all you things could, me. You
1: know, write a blog post about the ice people.
2: Oh, Yay. I suppose.
1: I found the act. I found the name of the actor we were looking for. It's Dan O'Herlihy. Well, there's. That. being
2: there's the old stuff. guy from uh, RoboCop who and did Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Okay, cool. Dan O'Hare. Yes. So that settles yes, that. Yes, indeed.
0: Okay. So who, el- who who else are they bringing back?
2: Uh, the Zygons.
0: <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'll
2: just wipe the drool off my chin here. Oh, I'm, I'm having a big geek out. You know what? <laughs> I could go on all night. I know you wanted to talk about the Spider-Man movies.
0: So let's get into that before we do the poll. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I, I just want to say this up front. Um, the first Spider-Man movie, I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. The second one, not the so one with, what's much.
3: What's his name, Maguire?
0: <gasps> yeah, the Tobey yeah. Maguire. by, and then I totally lost interest and wanted oh. to choke him.
1: The oh. third was bad. The third so, was just bad. He so, was just too emo.
0: By the time you know they started talking about rebooting the series, I was in full. Who gives a damn mode? Totally. Because there's just no reason to care about rebooting a series this soon after mm-hmm. it died in ignominious and deserved. It died a death. hard. Yeah, it did. It absolutely <laughs> did. But I've gotta be honest, I've been watching some of the viral stuff on the net. I've been reading some of the stuff and looking at the uh, the trailers as they're coming out and i got to tell you i am intrigued this guy is no toby Maguire. thank god
4: the score is pretty good too um, they released like a little sampling of it and i was yeah. listening to it last night while working and it's really good music who composed music. it, it who's, doing, who's
3: doing the yeah. score for the movie
4: uh, i think it's james howner uh, i'm not mistaken he is awesome. yeah it's thematic it's powerful, so, and I'm looking forward to it based on just the music. Because I was kind of iffy about it because it just seems so much darker than the Spider-Man that I'm used to from the comics. Yeah, but... although I did yeah. see,
3: um, there's a TV spot where a guy pulls a knife on him, and he goes, "Oh no, my one <laughs> weakness, tiny knives," and like crumbles to the ground, <laughs> and then he webs the guy, and it was awesome. It was so funny. Yeah, and I was like, "That's yeah. Spider-Man," because Spider-Man doesn't take That's itself the too kind seriously.
0: Of I want to. Sure, no, that. he doesn't. And, oh And the know, lizard what, looks phenomenal. And not having Kristen Dunst in a movie is a not a bad thing. Either, <laughs> <but> thank <laughs> you, but I'm really tired of that. And
3: uh, what has the, Kristen the been, shots of, been uh, in lately? Uh,
4: Melancholia, I think, was
0: her yeah,
3: last film. That oh, a arty, serious oh. It was
4: thing.
0: Very, very, yeah. painful. very. <laughs> and, and and Emma Stone looks terrific. Emma's quite frankly. Stone's a cutie. She is, but she and can also can... act. She's she's more than one dimensional. Thank God. What?
1: She's not just we a pretty face. We have type? one of those.
0: We have many of those, and she's one of them. Quite frankly.
1: It uh, looks like he's trying to say something here. Hold on. A
2: Go ahead. No, no, I just I, I I just want to give a little rebuttal here. Okay. I I think the first uh, Spider-Man Two. movie. Was uh was good. In fact, I just rewatched it recently, and I was like, okay, that no, was pretty it, good. That was pretty it good. Bad. It
0: absolutely For, wasn't bad.
2: And uh, I I think the jury's still out. But to me, Spider-Man Two may be the best comic book movie of all time because to me, it really felt like I was picking up issue 165 of some. You know, you're in yeah. the middle, and you've got the villains, and it just worked.
1: Yeah. I just yeah.
2: thought it it was fantastic. Yep. I love two. I really, really love two. Three, we shall not discuss.
3: Important <laughs> question before I um, allow your comment. Yes. Do you count the Ninja Turtle movies as comic book movies?
2: <laughs> you should. Um, I'll count the first one because I saw it. No, because
3: <laughs> really, well, I'm arguing for the first
2: one, obviously. Or maybe the second The first one, no. The first, well, because the first one is uh, I could go on about the differences between the first 11 issues of the Eastman Laird series versus the the TV and movies. But, oh, my God. Anne, I'm so sorry you came in on a night like this. (laughs) (laughs) This We're getting our freak flags on tonight. No, dude, it's great. And we're
4: talking about movies and comic book movies. I'm, like, all over this.
2: Nice. (laughs) Cool shit we
3: like. I'm trying to say it at least three times every show.
2: The Spider-Man movie that's out now, I mean, I've been saying to myself, I just, I I almost have no interest in seeing it, but... And that's what I've been saying
0: completely through the whole thing. But
2: but the things that get me, the two two things, first of all, it's got web shooters, and, you know, that was a big thing when the first Spider-Man movie came out, that he didn't have web shooters, and what's wrong with the world, and and that's why the... (laughs) And that's why we had to prepare for a Y2K virus and da-da-da-da-da. That's (laughs) why there are
3: zombies attacking right now.
2: That's right. All down to Spider-Man not
3: having web shooters in the first movie. Yeah.
2: So I'm looking forward to seeing how they were going to do that because, you know, Sam Raimi actually said, you know, I I had an original script with web shooters, but it would have added an extra 15 minutes worth of explaining how he came up with it. What I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I, you do I don't mind montage. that. But, uh,
3: Every good 80s the movie teaches you this. Montage.
2: The, 80, the, uh, the, the villain is the lizard. And the lizard yep. has always been my favorite Spider-Man villain. There
4: you
1: go. And if
2: you read that, if you read Amazing Spider-Man number six, his first appearance with that beautiful Steve Ditko art. Yeah. Oh, my. Yep. That is right. Yeah. That is yep. Lovecraft light. That Absolutely. is a really... If you're two years that's old reading that, that's if a you're scary reading issue. Reading it too, you're a prodigy. <laughs> oh, ask my mom when she found me at age four reading a copy of the novel Jaws.
1: <laughs> oh, cool.
2: And I was—I still remember some of the passages to this day because it really freaked her out. Because I was like, "Well, mom, how come the shark has to keep moving?" Oh, okay. great. <laughs> and she had to read the—she had to pick that up and read the chapter. And go, oh, because otherwise it won't get the air through its lungs and it'll die. I it was like, "Okay." Yeah, I can't remember my CPR, but I remember stuff like that.
3: <laughs> it's the important stuff. If the... shark keeps swimming,
2: and that's how it all ties into Spider Man. <laughs> so, so I gotta say, I am, I, I am, I am leaning towards maybe I'll go see Spider Man. I am heartedly
0: looking yeah. forward to it. Absolutely.
4: I'm kind of with you on that, Illustrator X, because I was, I liked the lizard, right? I was disappointed we didn't get a chance to see him in the first set, right? Um, like, but like I was saying earlier, what kind of turned me off was like how dark it looked, and it just didn't feel fun. And Spider-Man to me should be more of like a fun character. It's especially because I read like a lot of the Bronze Age books, and those Spidey stories are the best to me because they're just so fun and they're so Peter. Um, but like having heard the score and hearing you guys talk about it, I'm kind of looking forward to it more. I might join my sister for the midnight showing. She's already getting her tickets. And she's oh, like- there you
0: go. There Spider-Man, you go. Nice. true fan. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of true fans, uh, well, I you know I am not even going to mention the fact that the first episode of True Blood kicked oh, ass. Did it ever?
3: Oh, <laughs> my <that> God. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that soundtrack! Oh my gosh! When they were, ah. I'm not gonna. I'm trying to say this without spoilers. No, no, no
0: spoilers. No spoilers. All I'm saying is, if you haven't seen it, get off your ass, get HBO. It kicked ass it was cuz there's a moment when
3: they're listening to silly love songs and you're like what
0: <laughs> and then the
3: ending music wow. is the birds <laughs> turn 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 and i'm just like in fact my facebook comment directly after watching it was dear true blood your soundtrack is ridiculous and i love it love Zombrarian. Yeah.
0: It, yeah, was it was so amazing. funny but, another
3: another thing that but, manages not that manages to be awesome and realizes that if it tried to take itself <clears throat> seriously, it would not be half as good as it is. Like True Blood mm-hmm. totally yeah. plays on its own ridiculousness. And I love that about it. And it's <laughs> a
0: beautiful, absolutely. Absolutely. Also,
3: Jessica baby Jessica play singing Cherry Bomb was really hot. <laughs> I was into that.
0: Yeah. She may end up being my favorite character. No,
3: Pam. Me. Pam is I don't know. the best. Well, Pam will we'll always win best. the best. <laughs> or Eric, because Alexander Skarsgård is my imaginary boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure,
3: he my think. imaginary boyfriend like, since Heath Ledger died and couldn't be my imaginary boyfriend anymore. But he's a lot moodier <laughs> than Heath. We have fights. Mm. <laughs> imaginary, imaginary fights. fights. <laughs> and then my imaginary, imaginary boyfriend is Alan Rickman. Cause he's so oh, awesome not that he a bad can't even choice. be my imaginary boyfriend. He has to be my imaginary, imaginary boyfriend.
1: I have a complex internal life. Strawberry, we're learning a lot more about you than we did I have know a complex you. internal life. I would
0: say, you know, too much information, but no, I'm really enjoying this so far. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to why Facebook blows.
2: Do, do, do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You mean
4: 254 oh. why it blows. Yeah, Facebook what, what, did, fickle
0: finger of fate right in your face, you shitheads. <laughs> you had a perfectly good poll app. We liked it. We used it. Our listeners liked it. They responded. You fucked it up.
1: So we're adding Mark Zuckerberg
3: yeah, to the, the list of people who will be, he's now going to be a
1: triple header with George R. R. Martin and J.J. Abrams. <laughs> That's right. But no, I tried to put the poll up first, and it wouldn't do it. And I thought, what the? And it gave me some trouble before, and I thought, okay, what is going on here? And then out of nowhere, a new poll app came up, and I'm like, okay, I'll try this. And it won't let our listeners add their own um, their so own votes, their own um, suggestions. suggestions or anything, which I don't know where that came from. We'll and then you, it
0: either.
1: and then you have to vote before you can see actually who wins. And then on top of it, they put your poll next to something like, "What would you choose for your favorite vodka?" I didn't put that up there. <laughs> Although it's applicable, they're not giving us money for that. Really? So what we tried to do is we try in honor of Ray Bradbury's passing we tried to ask what their favorite book was. So of the the few fans that we did get to be able to go on and do that, um, we had a split between the Martian Chronicles and Fahrenheit 451.
2: For, a second. for
1: second place, basically. And then the favorite by far was Something Wicked This Way Comes, which makes me happy because that's my favorite too. But I just, aside from that, I'm just really, really upset with Facebook right now because this poll just is horrible. It's set up horribly and you can't add to it, you can't have fun with it anymore. I'm just very upset with Facebook.
0: You know, Zuckerberg, listen to me for a second. Zuck, buddy. Smarten the fuck up! You had a good thing there. Put it back on. You think you're ever going to get him on the show?
3: Oh yeah, two weeks (laughs) from today.
0: (laughs) Could you see if you could book him, Rex? Please.
3: Oh no, Uh, he already emailed and volunteered to be on. He would love to come and see us. He's a big fan.
2: All right. Well, first, first of all, I've I've already kind of told him. You know, please stop emailing. You know, we have to book important people like artists. So you know, I, I suppose I could backtrack and and squeeze him in in a few months, but mm. yeah,
0: right right after uh, Doug Jones maybe, and uh, yeah, Mark maybe. Zuckerberg will will come on and explain what he's.
2: I actually on Facebook. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was. I, I've actually got three
0: more people. I got a book
2: after Doug.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you've got no chance.
0: Really? So uh, instead of Mark Zuckerberg this week, we've got. Featured Boston Comic Con artist Ann Kane. Who is Ann Kane, you're saying? Well, I've got to tell you. um, Hi, Ann. (laughs)
3: Hi, everybody. (laughs) Um,
0: We were in Boston, at Boston Comic Con last month, and we were set up in our usual spot where we've been. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy, for that great booth that we've had for the past two years. We love it there in the great entrance hall there. And there were a bunch of other artists who were in the entrance hall. It's kind of, I think it's the first time they've actually put uh, some artists in the, in Including the hall. Including
3: Dome's favorite and, kiss forever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Thank you. But I mean, Julie Mayer was there and Ted Wood was there and we, there were a bunch of people down the row from us and, Kriana and Zombrayan at one point grabbed me and went, you've got to check out Anne Kane." And I walked over and was just kind of blown away with what beautiful artwork you do.
4: Aw, thanks guys. I appreciate that. That was actually uh, my first time attending Boston Comic Con. Um, I had done... New York Comic Con in October, and while I was there, a couple of girls that stopped at my booth were like, oh, you should come up to Boston, it's really fun, and it's gonna be in April, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out, and I'm really happy that I did, because everyone was just so awesome at that show. And um, Jim... He was really great, because apparently inside Artist Alley filled up super fast, but so many people were still asking about tables. He was like, don't worry, I'm going to accommodate all of you guys. And he scored us that great spot next to y'all right there in the outer hallway. So that worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah, and and, I mean, it really wasn't so bad there when you consider that, uh, God, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were down at the other end.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, when you're in the same room with Kevin Eastman, you're in good shape.
4: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you were outside of the chaos from the main floor because it was just crazy in there with all the dealers and all the stuff going on. Um, it was good to be outside and to get people that were just, like, tired of being in there because you were able to stop and actually look at artwork and have conversations with people. So it was really great.
0: Well, the cool thing about Boston is that I think it's it's different from most other Comic-Cons for two reasons. Number one, it's pretty much artist-centric.
4: Mhm. Yeah. Yes.
0: And that—that's to me—is—is is one of the best things about it. And the other thing is that, yeah, even in the main hall, even though it was cramped, there are people talking with artists, having yes. discussions all the time, and it's yep. wonderful. I love that.
4: Yeah, no, it was really great, and because um, people will stop and have conversations and ask you questions and because I love talking to people this is like my chance when I'm at these show yeah you sell artwork and prints but it's a chance to fangirl with people that love the same stuff that you do or hate on the same stuff that you do so it's like a great opportunity to have this and I felt like at other shows like New York Comic Con is just crazy and people really didn't have time to stop and have those conversations because they're busy running everywhere else or the floor just gets too crazy and there's just not that opportunity but you had that at boston comic-con and it's so artist-friendly and it's so fan-friendly and it's so comic-friendly like it's still about all of those things at its core which was really great
0: you know it's it's funny because I'm, I'm looking at your your web page and your tumblr page and god you you <laughs> there's no genre i mean you really kind of do everything
4: I'm all over the place, and that freaks out some of my art directors because um, I do professionally. I'm a cover artist for book publishing companies, and so I tend to do, depending on what it is. Usually, for a lot of romance, it's it's photography, and then for young adult, that's when I can do some more illustrated work. And when art directors see uh, what I call like my uncurated portfolio, they're just like, "I don't know. It's just too varied. We don't know what we're gonna get." Blah blah blah, and it's, so that can kind of freak. Out so depending on what they might need, I'll say, well, if you're looking for this type of work, let me know and I'll put some samples together that are in that genre so that they can see what it would look like in that case. But yeah, it's always really trippy if I if I show that to somebody they look at my Deviant Art page. You're just like, oh my god, you do all of this stuff. It, it, it blows me. I, I can't think. Oh. You'd
3: think that that would yeah. be a positive wow. though, since they can basically ask for almost anything they want and they've got an example of the, they've got proof that you can do it.
4: Mm-hmm. That works for small press where they might not have a very big stable of artists working for them already, but for like a bigger house, like Tor, for example, Tor was one of the, because I spoke with Irene Gala once, and she was the first art director that pointed out that I might have to be a little bit more, like cater my portfolio a little bit more specifically, depending on what work I want to get, because she said she would have trouble placing it, because she already has somebody that does sci-fi, she already has somebody that does fantasy, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like you cater it for what they're looking for. And um, I ended up doing a couple of romance covers for them for their romance line. And it was, I had to show them strictly more romance type stuff and in that style that they were looking for.
0: Yeah, you've done, uh, you, you do some really cool romance uh, book covers. <laughs> Thanks. You get a little on the steamy side. I was
3: wondering what you meant know <laughs> yeah. by Really Cool Dome, and now we know. Steamy. You mean, really hot.
2: Yeah, we do.
0: Really <laughs>
2: hot. Yeah. It, it seems to me like, you know, it would be like uh, just tailoring your, your uh, resume for a standard job interview. It's like, yeah. you know, okay, if I want this job, I want to focus on these attributes. If I want this job, I want these attributes. So it's like, you know, I personally, I think you would be really good at uh, like doing heavy metal covers you know, for okay. the heavy metal magazine.
4: That would be so, like it, a dream because I totally – okay, so when I was little – and um, I, I wasn't buying that stuff, but we had some friends in the neighborhood, and they would collect those heavy metal magazines. And, you know, they grew up, and they were getting ready, ready to go to college and stuff, and they were going to throw it out. And I was like, wait, wait, I'll take care of that stuff for you. So I got, I inherited basically, like, all these old heavy metal <gasps> um, magazines. It was just the best thing ever. And I still have them. I still have them in a box. I still have, like, Ugh. my uncle's old Spidey comics from, like, the early 70s. So it's just, that's kind <gasps> of my roots. I would love to do something like that.
2: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So one of the cool That things? explains a lot because, you know, I, I went through your websites and I looked at your, your art, and, and the impression, I mean, this is just me. The impression I got was here's a really, really good book cover artist who probably wishes she would get a gig to do a fully painted Thor or spider-man or x-men graphic novel
4: dude that would be my dream come true seriously because that's (laughs) the stuff i grew up on and i just i love it so much and i do it mostly like for fun art you know fan art like i saw the avengers and avengers just took over my life for a couple of weeks and so just drawing that kind of stuff for fun that's what i do in my free time and i would just having a gig like that would just blow my mind
2: now, I, I'm sorry, I, again, I was working the, the Boston Comic Con show, like, mm-hmm. volunteering, so I didn't have a chance to go see a lot of the artists. Um, when you're doing a show, what are you, do you do uh, commissions on the mm-hmm. spot? Yeah. What definitely. are your rates? Well,
4: I tend to keep them pretty on the low side, because it's like, this is a chance for somebody to own an original piece of art, and... And I know that's part of the fun experience of it, so it depends. Like, sometimes if I see kids and they have their sketchbook with them, I'll just doodle in it for them for free. I don't charge for that. And then if somebody wants, like, um, you know those variant covers that they'll sell for, like, Avengers or whatever, and it's blank, and draw your own cover, um, I'll draw. Yeah, those are super fun to draw on. So so I had somebody commission me to do a Hulk on one for him, and that was, like, $30. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. that's, That's
2: very reasonable.
4: I try to keep it reasonable. I mean, there's some guys, I mean, it's not to criticize their other practices, but if you're charging like $60 for one line art drawing, A, you have pretty much like took a big chunk out of their con budget. And then two, it's like you're doing this more as a fan yourself, right? So it's like a fun opportunity to do something for them and, and that's how, at least how I view it. So I try to just keep things at a reasonable price and, and hopefully people get something that they really appreciate and they value and I know it means something to them, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Now, Anne, I have
3: to ask you the question, and I'm sure you get it all the time, so you can just say, I always get that (laughs) question, shut up, if you want to. Do you get to read the books that you do covers for, or do they just give you an idea, (laughs) and you kind of have to
4: go with it? I actually do always get that question. (laughs) It depends. Um, I usually don't have time to read every single book. Um, Usually what I'll get is a synopsis. Um, It's usually the blurb, right? And if I can't get a good feel for the book based on the blurb, I'll ask for the synopsis, which is a, a bit more of an overview of everything that happens in the novel. And that's usually it. Um, and then there's some cases where they'll send me the full manuscript and I can skim through it. But the one time that I got a cover that I was skimming through the manuscript to get a feel for it. And I just got so caught up in it. I read the entire thing was um this book called the battle sylph and it was written by lj mcdonald it came out i would say maybe two or three years ago from dorchester publishing and it was such a great fantasy sci-fi romance that i just was like yeah it, any second i'll stop reading and, and get to work i'll stop reading and get to work next thing you know i read went to the end of the story <laughs> hello oh
0: yeah
3: sorry I, I thought i lost people <laughs> for a second
0: no nope. you totally nope. did
3: that's awesome I think that's what would happen to me if I did if I had any right. artistic talent whatsoever, I would not be able to read books. But I know that people well, But really... do people ever get angry at you? Like if they find out that you drew the covers of their favorite series and they didn't they don't think you did it air
4: quotes right.
3: Do you did people get mad about that?
4: Um Well, nobody that's a fan of the series, I've only gotten, like, a couple of really kind of weird complaints sometimes. Usually it's, like, the most random thing. Like, I was working on this one romance cover, and um, I got a comment that the guy's nipples and his belly button were too equidistant from each other, and I was just like, what?
2: Oh, come on.
4: (laughs) I know! So it's like, it'll be, like, random stuff like that, but, like, no hate mail or anything like that. I mean... It's, and people have been really, really great and really sweet and really supportive, which is what makes my job so wonderful is just having that kind of good support, you know?
2: Oh, absolutely. And what's, the nec- what's next on the con stop for, contour for you? Or, uh, where are you going to be next?
4: I will be attending uh, San Diego Comic Con, but just as an uh, under-the-radar kind of guest this year, I do not have a table. But um, I might step in because apparently they might need somebody to fill in a couple of table spaces. But I wanted to kind of just enjoy the show because for the past couple of years, I've just been working it. Um, and then after that is New York Comic Con in October. And then WonderCon next year for sure in March. And that's all that I have planned for now. And maybe Boston nice. Comic Con again? Oh, for <laughs> sure. Definitely. That that is a given. As soon as Jim puts out the call for artists and I think sign up will probably be in a couple of months, I'll be like, Yes, and I wanna be out in the hall next to you guys Aww, again.
2: Oh cool. Oh so night. Nice. <laughs> you know what? If you specifically request that, it we know people. We oh, cool. I, I know people who know
4: people. I feel really special now. I will do that. I will say specifically that I want to be next to you guys. Because to me, that's where all the fun was. I mean, I walked around inside and it was great, but it was just too much chaos. And um, you guys always had, you guys were great to talk to. And everybody out there, I feel like we all bonded, right? We were the Hollies. The people (laughs) like, kids in the hall. (gasps) Next year, we should
3: do a sketch comedy show and we can call it Kids in the Hall. And that's not something that's ever been
4: done before.
2: No, never, ever.
0: Never.
4: That's a
2: great idea. You know, Anne, nothing nothing sells uh, original art and prints like uh, like cast sketches of podcasts. I'm just, oh, I'm just yeah. throwing this out. <laughs> you know, that's just you know. Just say has to be done. You
4: know. oh. I'm asking no. you guys for some photo reference.
2: That would be a horrible thing. You don't remember us? <laughs>
4: it does th- to catch the true moment, so, right?
0: So, tonight's guest was <laughs> Ann and- No, I'd like to say, you know, you go to our Facebook page, but don't fucking bother for the moment.
4: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Facebook. And you know what else? Okay, since we're ribbing on Facebook, I just got to say this. I really hate their stupid new timeline. I hate, hate timeline. I want to kick it in the it face. feels like MySpace. Oh, it's so horrible. It and is. And then, like. I'll log on, and I'll see, like, my friends, they have this thing going on. I can't find their status updates. It's just, just, bleh. It's yep. I agree.
0: It used to be fun, now it's I a fucking chore. I still expect
4: my, yep.
3: my, la- my homepage, my landing page, to be in chronological order so I can just scroll down to the last thing I read the last time I was on Facebook and kind of get caught up. That is not true. It's not what happens, and it makes me mad.
4: It yeah. does. It does. And if one person like comments something and it has, like, I don't know, X number of people liked it, it gets thrown to the top of the page and, like, but I read that thing, like, two days ago. Why is it still up yep. there?
3: Mark Zuckerberg, you are in trouble Zuck. when you're on the show in two weeks.
1: You're on our list, dude.
0: Suck. <laughs> Listen.
2: If I were you, I'd better watch out. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we have to sick Norman Spinrad right after you. Woo! <laughs> Norman Spinrad. <right laughs> you right sick.
0: Harlan Ellison has to do. All we have to do is let Norman Spinrad know that Zuckerberg likes J.J. Abrams. That's <laughs> it. Uh... X, oh, we wouldn't be mean God. enough to send
3: Harlan uh... Ellison after anyone.
0: No, not at this point. We we like Harlan Ellison too much to upset him about anything.
1: Yeah. Harlan,
0: you're our pal. We're your pal. Hi, pal. We're also <laughs>
2: a little scared so, of you.
0: Just a little. little, huh?
2: What is your? Uh, what, what are you working on now? Oh, me? You're still yes. a guest. Yes. Surprise! Oh, yes. Okay. So, I, I, I was just like, in
4: my mind. I was still thinking, like, oh, what I would do to Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> if I had him here. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually working on a tons of stuff. I've got the usual batch of book covers that I'm working on. Um, I'm also doing this comic with this great indie creator um, over in New York. It's called The Last Genie Master, and hopefully I can talk to you guys more about it once I get some of the concept Absolutely. art done. Um it's going to be a lot of fun. I had a chance to read the first issue and it's so fun. And it's so it's got magic and adventure. It's got, it feels, it reminds me a little bit, kind of like, you know, those eighties movies like Goonies and stuff that have that young kid. That's my life. It's, just, it's so much. Right. Right. So I just reading it, I was like, Oh, I just love it. So, and I think you guys will have a lot of fun with it once I can share some more info about it. Awesome. That, that's my big project that I'm working on. Um, And I still have this sketchbook that it's hopefully, knock on wood, will be published by Dream Spinner Press in October. And the only reason I can't give you a firm date on that is because it's taking me forever to finish the drawings. And I blame the Avengers, (laughs) okay? Avengers took over my drawing life, so now when I'm not working, I'm just drawing Bruce Banner and Tony Stark and, yeah. Damn you, Avengers. I I, I noticed. (laughs) (laughs) We think you like Loki. Yeah, Loki's my dude, right? (laughs) I I draw him occasionally on the side too, but just not that Thor Loki stuff that a lot of people are.
0: Oh, I got—I've got to tell you, Anne, you've got a style that's very appealing. Uh, It—it's very, very beautiful, Uh, and uh, it's—it's—you know, I'm—I'm going through the DeviantArt art pages, and I'm just kind of going, "Wow, seriously." It's yeah. just beautiful stuff. And there stuff.
3: will be links yeah. on the podcast page.
0: To absolutely. her Tumblr, to her DeviantArt, and to yeah. her main webpage. Because, guys, you're going to see this. You're going to go, holy Your crap.
2: is going to hit the floor like it mine did.
0: Because... Man, I'm
2: so sorry I didn't have a chance to see you at Boston.
4: Oh, man. Well, next year for sure, right? You'll be there. Oh, absolutely.
0: absolutely.
4: All right. And then we'll all go out for drinks afterwards on one of the days. Oh, oh. absolutely!
0: Yeah, well, the, uh, there may be a problem with me with yeah, that. Dome is
4: point. never
3: allowed oh, no. to drink at a com party again. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> I really wish that I had right. thought about the fact that my phone has video, because then there would be proof of Dome <laughs> singing piano man with with Shadanda and a, um Mr. T. And s- just swinging his little gr- glass of red wine back and forth. It
4: was great. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. That's amazing. That needs to be relived, okay? Well, you give oh, Dome yeah. one but glass of red wine, and it'll video. happen. That's <laughs> okay. all it takes anymore. You were like, man, he hasn't even sipped it yet. He's just smelling it, and that's enough to knock that him was over.
0: Pretty much doing it in at that point after, after Saturday night. Oh, my God. I was so tired. <laughs>
4: tired that's it's what the kids are calling it these days i was i was yep. just going to say the same thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so we've wasted another perfectly good hour ladies and gentlemen Aww. x what have we got going on in the next couple of weeks what don't we have going on okay next week
2: you won't be disappointed by Daniel Bradford, Owen McKinder, and Tom Hall of Disappointing Monsters and R13. Then on June 30th, it's the triumphant return of Boston Comic-Con artist Ted Woods. On July 7th, we squeeze into our spandex for Uke Lee and Josh Adams' new documentary, Cosplayer Nation. And on July 14th, (laughs) actor Doug Jones returns. Doug! Yes! Yes! To tell, us why we, no! to tell us why we should watch his new movie, The Watch. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, the Granite State Comic-Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Ooh. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Dome.
0: For joining us tonight her artwork is not to be believed it is beautiful beyond description check it out check her out if you can see her live do so i want to thank the cast tonight from the revered time vortex filling in for kriana so I'm praying you did a yeoman's job tonight thank you so much. and
3: remember listeners that's dome and kiss forever
0: <laughs> from the four color vault of comics, great thanks to illustrator X, the dead redhead, and Barnabas the zombie cat. <laughs>
2: Coming to you from the podcast of the month named by Guardians of the Genre Blog Spot. There we go.
0: This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone.
4: Good night. Good
2: night. Thanks, everyone. Oops, stick around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know.